Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Study Day Saturday, where we share adult Sunday school lessons from leadership churches that go in-depth on important topics of our faith. Keep in mind that this free version only includes a short preview of this lesson. To listen to the full version, use the links in the show notes to subscribe via Apple Podcasts or Supercast.tech. Every dollar goes to supporting world evangelism. Enjoy today's study day Saturday. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. We're going to continue our series on defending the rapture. Need to get a number of verses Uh, Need some help in reading here. Joel is going to read our main verse, which is Matthew 24, verse 3. Uh, Got lots of others that need to be read here. Mike, read for me. Revelations 14, 14 through 16. Ventura, 1 Corinthians 15, 52. Neil, Revelation 6, 16 and 17. Uh, Back there. Frank, Revelation 6, 1 and 2. Matt, 2 Chronicles 33, 11. Uh, Louis, Revelation 6, 16 and 17. That would be the second time. That'd be fine for now. Okay, we've been looking at a series defending the rapture and uh, all kinds of uh, attacks against the pre-tribulation rapture primarily, but in some ways the idea of the rapture at all. So we have been going through, we laid a bit of a foundation, and we're going to be going through and presenting uh, many of the uh, views that people have that are against the pre-tribulation rapture. We're going to uh, show what they believe, why they believe it, and then we're going to examine what the Bible has to say about it. And so we laid a foundation uh, last week. We were talking about eschatology, which is a belief or study of the end and how people view this. And uh, so today we're going to look at tribulation rapture views and we're going to go through these. Let's get Matthew 24, verse 3. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when all these things be. And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Okay, so this is a a very important scripture. Of course, we have pointed out and we'll point out again. There actually are three different questions. But the, the, the crucial questions in this are when is this going to happen? And what are the signs of your return? And this is talking about physically to uh, earth, and so just keep that in mind. So we're going to talk today about tribulation rapture views. We, uh, I gave you a lot of information last week in, in people's uh, uh, view of the end, and uh, so a very important distinction has to do with what you believe about the millennium, Jesus' physical return to earth, the thousand-year reign, and then I said those that are premillennial are uh, primarily, we are premillennial. We believe that Jesus, uh, the rapture occurs before the tribulation and before the millennium. 
But then you have three other views that are premillennial, but they do not believe that the rapture occurs before the tribulation. So we're going to look at that. I call these rapture, uh, tribulation rapture views, and we're going to look at the three main theories of that. Let's, let's begin. Let's talk about the mid-tribulation rapture view. So this theory says Christ will rapture his church at the midpoint of the seven-year tribulation. The Bible speaks and gives an exact number of days how long the tribulation period will last. And so mid-tribulation rapture says at the three-and-a-half-year mark, exactly in the middle, uh, that is when the Lord will rapture the church. So, very important distinction. Someone who believes in mid-tribulation rapture believes that true believers will be here for the first three and a half years uh, of the tribulation. But then the rapture occurs and they're exempt from the last half or the last uh, three and a half years. Okay. This theory makes a distinction. So, so uh, they, you're, uh, of course, we believe as pre-tribulation rapture that uh, the Bible says that we are not destined for wrath at all. We're not supposed to be a part of this at all. So here's the distinction. Very important. I want you to think about this. They say there's a difference in the first three and a half years. Yes, bad things happen, but that tribulation is man's wrath. In other words, the Antichrist is persecuting and uh, there's uh, uh, various kinds of troubles. But the second half is God's wrath. So they say, believers, you have to go through man's wrath. The first three and a half years, all kinds of trouble, war, different, uh, different issues. But the second half, you're not going to be here for, the, uh, for God's wrath. Wrath. Okay, I'm going to put a quote up here. Glenn Archer, he's uh, one of the main proponents of mid-tribulationism. He says, mid-tribulation simply regards the first three and a half years which the, uh, during which the Antichrist will increase his power, mount his persecution against the church. That is a lesser tribulation, not nearly as terrifying or destructive uh, of life as those fearsome plagues that will dominate the last three and a half years. In other words, this interpretation makes a clear division between the first half uh, as the period of the wrath of man and the second half uh, as the period of the wrath of God. Okay, so they say it's bad in the first three and a half years, but not as bad as the second half, man is doing it in the first half, God is doing it in the second half. I'm, I'm simply telling you, please, when I'm saying this, don't think that I agree with this. I'm just telling you what they believe. Now, so why do they believe it? You should have uh, something in the scripture to back up. Here is a major part of their belief. A man named J. Oliver Buswell, he says... Revelations 11.15 talks about the seventh trumpet. There are seven trumpets. 1 Corinthians 15.52 
says the rapture occurs at the last trumpet. So this is very foundational to their belief. They say if the rapture occurs at the last trumpet and there's seven trumpets in Revelation, the last one should be the last trumpet. And so they're identifying that. That is actually the entirety of their belief uh, primarily. So let's look at the scripture. 1 Corinthians 15, 52. Who did I give that to? Go ahead. Back there. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Okay, so this scripture does say last trumpet, and so that is primarily uh, what they believe. Now, of course, as you have with any, uh, with any doctrine, then you have people who claim that, but then they make their own version. Gleason Archer, he's also a mid-tribulation uh, mid-tribulationist, he says the harvest in Revelations 14, verses 14 through 16, he says that is the rapture. So let's look at Revelations 14, 14 through 16, Mike. Then I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and on the cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him, who sat on the cloud, Thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So, so he who sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Okay, so in order to combat false doctrine, you have to be able to think. So here's the three elements. The wrath of the first three and a half years is man, not God. That's the major component of their belief. The seventh trumpet in Revelations is the last trumpet of 1 Corinthians. And then this guy says that what he just read, what you see on the screen, that is talking about the rapture. Okay, what's wrong with those three ideas? You got to think. What's wrong? All three of those statements are factually and biblically incorrect. Why? What's wrong with them? You got to think about this. You don't know. For extra credit. <laughs> they say that's what we pay you for. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's go through this. If you'd like to hear the rest of this sermon, subscribe today. It's only $3 a month when you subscribe at supercast.tech or $4.99 per month when subscribing in Apple Podcasts. Links are in the show notes. We thank you for joining us on this special preview of the VBPH Sermon Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, 
Premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless. God bless.